0: Here.
1: check it out the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head <laughs> Yeah boy, it's August 21st since episode 190, and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the fantasyfootballauction.com. The internet's only website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We got a great show for you tonight. Tonight we are going to break down our big home auction draft. We got the draft board up. We've got the values there. We we've got two guys that were right in the thick of it. So we're gonna um, we're gonna break that down for you tonight. But of course. Our analysts, they're always here. He's just back from a big flying fishing trip, uh, hauling in lots of walters. Blister, how was the fishing this week?
2: We got two words for ya. Hey!
0: It was pretty darn good. Uh, a little cold weather, it's starting to cool off. We're kind of further up north, but the fishing was great. We ate a pile of walleye this week and uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of laughs.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I didn't get to go fishing, but I did uh, have a lot of beers and a lot of saunas this week, so that was good, oh, nice. too. Shout out to my brother-in-law, Healy, because uh, we put in a few good shifts. Anyways, and he's back tonight. He has um, one more successful commissioned fantasy football auction home draft. Slim's the commissioner of our home league, and uh, he pulled off another one. Slim, how'd everything go with the draft this weekend? Will the real slim
2: city please stand up? Pretty good, actually. It was super fast. Kudos to the auctioneers. I sent them a shout out the next day after. um Ended up sleeping at the hotel that hosted us. So <laughs> nice. It was a pretty good nice. night. Well, no, it was actually one of the worst sleeps that I've had in recent memory. <laughs> so I thought I'd be good, and I wasn't. I was kind of had a cold, and I was, I don't know, I slept like shit. It, pissed me off <laughs> i woke up probably feeling worse than if i would have went home getting woken up by my kids at 6:30 a.m so it was,
1: well i was expecting I to know. hear a little bit more buzz during the draft i know it's an auction and you get a little bit busy i only heard from Klinger. that was it i was uh, unfortunately out of the draft this year I had to take my son in to play some soccer in winnipeg so i'm was out uh, good to see that there was a couple of old names back in uh, one mm-hmm. taking my place, but that was, that was good. But, uh, um, that's what we want to do tonight is want to break down this big auction. We got the boys here. They were there that night. Uh, they're going to tell us about their teams and some of the things that they liked that they did, some of the things they didn't so much like. And, uh, you know, uh, good values, breaking down other people's teams, uh, how things shook out and all, and all of that. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. I haven't cocked the hammer in the last couple episodes because we've been doing live auctions. (laughs) Feel good.
0: That's right. Yeah, it's been
1: a while. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) Very nice, very nice. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. very nice. Anyways, before uh, we get things rolling, just wanted to remind everybody to send your mock auction, and I guess now you've got real live auctions. uh, Send your auction uh, values and draft boards to... Um, to us, to add to our repository, to help us set up our um, most accurate auction values that are out there on the internet. You send your stuff to auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. Enter in for a draw for a free membership. Oh, Last week we had Paul Agu- 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 Aguayo. Is that how we say it, Slim? Do you think Aguayo? Aguayo sounds like So I would say it. Sure. Anyway, so uh, Paul. Su- Apologize, Paul, Paul. Anyways, yeah, I always. Uh, um, Paul sent in his uh, auction results, so we uh, drew his name out of the hat. He is uh, now going to be an official member of the TheFantasyFootballAuction.com. So later on, Paul, after the podcast tonight, I will send you a link so you can get your membership. Uh, so send all of your auction results to us. It's auctionmockdraft at gmail.com. It'll also be in the show notes as well. That'll be posted on the website if uh, you want to come back and find that Particular email address Okay, so boys, we had the big auction last night Slim, you're the commissioner Not last night, sorry, it was a Saturday night Slim, you're the commissioner So why don't you uh, just start us off with a coles notes of the um, league setup Some of the formatting, uh, scoring, right. those types of things Go
2: um, Well, it is a super flex, first of all uh, It's also a tight end premium So there is that whole element it kind of you know it's still a $200 budget um what is it uh two running back two wide receiver three flex one of them being super flex um but it's still that $200 budget I find it tricky to budget for this one uh because it's that tight end premium and it's that super flex and uh I know last year quarterbacks went for a little bit higher um so I looked at those numbers going in this year and Blister, maybe he can attest to this too. I found that, so I budgeted a little bit more because I got really hosed at quarterback last year. Uh-huh. Um, and when I made my budgets this year, I, I increased the values a little bit. Uh, but quarterback prices went for like really cheap this year from what I thought they were going to be like. And I guess when we start getting into our individual teams, I can talk about that a little bit. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes went, was the first quarterback gone and he went in the mid twenties, uh, which I never really paid much attention to. I was like, okay, whatever. And then Aaron Rodgers went a little bit after and I think he was, if I'm looking right now, he was $17, which for Superflex was, is pretty low. I thought, yeah. but still I didn't really pay attention to it. And dummy me ends up buying, <laughs> um, kind of by accident actually Andrew Luck was on the board and I was bidding and I I got him for nine dollars which I think is a it's a really good price but he I didn't want to buy him because of this injury stuff and um kind of everybody called a lot of the quarterbacks after like the top whatever four or five Deshaun Watson went for a little bit higher but God, I, I mean, I think he only went for fourteen dollars. Like if, yep. if I knew that, then I would have stayed out of the lock and just went for Watson and uh, tried to get him and someone else. But I mean, the sweet spot was like ten dollars, nine dollars, eight dollars for these quarterbacks, which I was not expecting at all. But uh, yeah
1: all right so that's the breakdown so blister uh slim just talked a little bit about his budget breakdown or some of his thought process when setting up the budget do you want to speak to any of that before we start breaking into the teams
0: well it's on the same note of quarterback yeah i was the same same thing as slim last year i was shocked how expensive they were going for and uh and i remember looking back at my quarterbacks because i was talking to somebody about it and they they were terrible um (laughs) And I don't know what I did to to get over that, but this year I thought, well, I'm going to have to spend hopefully only about eight bucks per guy, and I I got golf for six, and then I spent ten on Big Ben, and uh, I even grabbed a third. I grabbed Nick Foles for a couple bucks later on. So not that he's going to be great, but if I have to use him on a play yeah, you week. might need him. Yeah. And there's just there's not much out there, you know. Yeah. So I went and did that, but other than that, I thought the prices were quite. <laughs> kind of low like uh compared to what i've seen other times like i know i even paid 70 dollars over 70 bucks for a running back a couple years ago and uh, nobody went like that this year i think 60 might have been the highest maybe 61 so i thought that's not bad you know why i think
2: that is bliss because i was thinking about this too i just think as a whole the rest of the league is kind of catching up in a sense they're realizing that um Especially in this format, where you need to spend maybe a little bit more than you normally would on quarterback, obviously because it's super flex. So you're buying two, and you're you probably got to pay up more to get them. That they're looking for the values, and they're not wanting to buy those higher priced guys at that that insane amount, because it it when you do that in this league, at a super flex, especially, I find that it, it, it's you know the guys that you're putting in your flex are guys that you're not feeling probably super confident in yeah and I think a lot of the guys that we draft with are now starting to kind of realize that and like there was some money sitting out there that I uh, was a little bit surprised at it at, at probably about halfway in the draft and I know I, I kind of was looking at like blister said early some of the prices of these top guys were cheaper than I thought and I was kind of was like fuck it I gotta like make a move and try and buy some dudes early um, because I just, I foresaw this bidding war coming with like the wide receiver twos and the running back twos that it didn't necessarily get as intense as I thought it was going to get, mm-hmm. but I just didn't want to be a part of any of that. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try and load up on all these top dogs if I can.
1: And go that route. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I was um, just I'm just quickly kind of looking through things. So Blister, why don't you tell us a little bit about your team, what your strategy was coming in, and how that maybe was influenced by the draft, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera.
0: Well, team, I can give you a quick rundown of the team. I mentioned I had Golf, Frostberger, and Foles at running back. Todd Gurley got thirty-two dollars. I thought, no, I did not go into the draft targeting Todd Gurley. I just thought the price was so low. I kind of thought the price would go up quite a bit. You know, I thought he'd go into Mm -hmm. the mid-40s at at least, and then I would have had no problem letting go. But at $32, and if Gurley can play... Uh, the whole season, I mean, he has the potential to be the number one running back, so right. I thought that was a pretty good deal. Uh, I did back him up later with Malcolm Brown for two bucks. Did, I think Slim nominated him, so I, he probably knew I was gonna spend a couple <laughs> bucks on yeah. him. I, I kinda, I wasn't really paying attention and I heard Malcolm Brown. I, I better throw one out there because, you know what, when you go, see, in our league, when you go super flex and we don't have kicker and defense, the the waiver wire is a little bit thinner, as we have a mm-hmm. deep bench of eight players. So we start nine, we have eight on our bench. So it's not the same as when you have a kicker and a, you know, uh, if everyone drafts one kicker and one defense, well, there's 24 guys, uh, less players that are going to be drafted versus we don't. So there's at least 24 more bodies drafted. Right. So it's it makes it a little bit thinner. So mel- having Malcolm Brown and handcuffing Gurley is not so bad for me. I spent a lot on Dalvin Cook. Uh, 46 bucks in comparison to probably what he goes for in other leagues and what some players are going for like Le'Veon Bell is only 49 um, I grabbed Alexander Madison too uh, for 2 bucks so, so I kind of handcuffed both of my That's running nice backs and, yeah. and and you know he's getting a lot of hype so you never know Cook and Gurley are both kind of have a bit of an injury history uh, wide, wide receiver I grabbed T.Y. Hilton for 28 and Keenan Allen for 32. And again, my whole team has a big question mark with the injury <laughs> asterisk beside it because not that T.Y.'s hurt, but if Andrew Luck is banged up, that probably will affect TY's value and his uh, and his point production. Keenan Allen is a bit banged up. I grabbed also Mike. Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, oh, Mike I thought Williams. I did. Oh I did, there he is, yeah. good. And I I really like him this year and I really did want him. I spent fifteen on him now having two receivers from the same team and, and the I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> and then I guess uh yeah, I got a lot of a lot of West Coast there. So but also with uh I got Williams for fifteen, Austin Eckler for eight, Jared Cook for eight, and then on the bench I also grabbed Delaney Walker for four. Uh James Washington for two, Zay Jones for one, Mike Davis for one and Dawson Knox a tight end in Buffalo for one it's a tight end premium he's the only tight end they have right now everyone else is banged up so if he can play he's a rookie don't expect a lot but for a dollar probably the first guy I drop off my bench um but yeah Williams and Keenan Allen off the same team and then they just signed Dontrell Inman Dontrell Inman was with the Patriots he has to be released and then he had been in LA before so they signed him so you know I, I think Williams is still, I remember he was a first round pick a couple of years ago, yeah. Had a, pretty much injured his whole first year, I think he's in line for uh, a better year, but I do, I, I, the biggest question mark for me is there's a lot of injury ties to a lot of players, and then I do have a lot tied into the Chargers offense, so it sure could do. be okay, but we'll see, uh,
1: we'll
0: see, yeah, <laughs> yeah I never I actually how that noticed happened, that so. until you just said that no? as
1: I was looking through it I thought, oh yeah, that's a, chargers, chargers, Chargers,
0: Chargers, <laughs> didn't know i liked him so yeah, much yeah i didn't
1: know that no yeah no kidding hey, okay slim yeah. so how about you uh, go through your team and uh i don't know tell us part, a little bit about what you were looking to do
2: well my strategy was to probably pass on a lot of the top rb ones and just go in my second tier like blister got cook he was on my list um i'm trying to remember who i bought first if it was Damian Williams or Connor? I feel like I got Damian Williams first, and he went for $23, which was cheaper than I thought he would go. Yeah. Um, so I kind of jumped on that and then allowed me to spend a little bit. I got James Connor at 44 He was a guy I was really targeting, actually. I think he has some RB1 upside, but uh, I just think he's pretty safe in that offense. Um, Tyreek Hill, he kind of changed things for me a little bit. He was my wide receiver one, and he went for $37. And once that happened, I think I had $45 budgeted for my wide receiver one. Yeah,
1: that's uh, it's it a Allowed me. from...
2: It allowed me to change some things around. And like, And just to, I I was going to go get Miles Sanders in this draft, and he ended up as my RB4, and I paid him 15 bucks to get him, which was a little bit higher than maybe what his A. V. was, but I think mm-hmm. he's going to outproduce that, so... That savings I had on Hill, I just knew that I kept pumping money into my flex positions and I was pretty set I was going to flex two running backs. Um, so then I just wanted to get four pretty good running backs that I thought. And I ended up with Kenyon Drake as my RB3, which I wasn't like super stoked about. To, other than luck, he was probably like the other mistake that I feel like I made where yeah. I was just kind of like, "Man," eh. But I was bidding... And thinking he would go a little higher. And I wasn't disappointed at that price. It's just that once I actually got him, I remember looking at, like, thinking, fuck. Like, <laughs> I could have probably have bought someone else there. And um, But anyway, if he ends up being my running back four or something like that, it's not the end of the world, I guess. Because right. I anticipate Sanders having a pretty good year. Um, but Lockett, he was my wide receiver two at $20. Uh let me see i had luck in lamar jackson uh jackson i just was kind of essentially because we do uh points per carry so i kind of wanted that rushing upside a little mm-hmm. bit and i missed out on kyler murray earlier uh robert woods i got as my wide receiver three at 16 which i was pretty happy about considering he was a f- few bucks less than both cup and uh, brandon cooks
1: and very much flexible too right
2: Well, when I had the approach of going in literally and saying, okay, I felt like an optimal starting lineup was to have four running backs. If I could get four solid ones, then I thought as having Robert Woods on my bench or just as like, you know, if Drake is doesn't pan out the way i thought he would then i put woods in as a flex and i don't think i missed too much there so i was mm-hmm. pretty happy with that actually and after that it started getting pretty cheap like by then i had to really skimp on tight end i ended up getting mike gasecki like super late in the draft as my tight end uh, at a dollar which i wasn't super stoked about like i tried to get other guys but um I didn't have the money to really go and get them. Right. Because I, I, I really wanted to get running backs, so I ended up with uh, Pollard at five, Breed at three, Justice Hill at four, and Reichwell Armstead at one was my last guy just because all the running backs in Jacksonville looked really shitty, actually, after <laughs> Leonard Fournette. So I was like, uh, I kind of just wanted to end up with him on my roster. Um, and then, yeah, receivers just on my bench, uh, Valdez Scantling at two, uh, Gallop at one, and he was a guy I threw out. Actually, thinking someone would bid him up to two, I didn't really want him, um, but I wasn't disappointed to get him. Like mm-hmm. that's why I, I said in my premium podcast, like have a lot of guys at one dollar that you like, uh, and and try and that way, if you throw a guy out that you're hoping goes to two, and you get him, it's not it's not the end of the world. And Traquan Smith was a, another dollar guy, so I actually quite like my team, other than the couple. Like Andrew Luck was kind of a, uh, I don't know if I really want him as my QB1 with all this injury stuff. And like I said, Kenyon Drake, I feel like maybe I could have got a better running back at that price. But I don't know. I, if those are the two biggest mistakes I made, I actually feel like this was a pretty good draft for me.
1: Right. Okay. Awesome. So, hey, Blister, going through your team and going through the draft that night, what do you think if I had to ask you, well, if I had to, I'm going to ask you what your best move of the night was.
0: Oof. Well, I kind of like picking up Eclair for eight dollars. Um, you
1: like? Sorry, that, say that again.
0: I like Eclair for eight dollars. Yeah. And I and I like uh, I do like my receivers at thirty two and twenty eight dollars uh, for a Ty and Keenan Allen. I think they both have potential to be a top uh, top uh, wide receiver, wide receiver one. Um, I don't know. I think the pension, for me the, the 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 game changer for me could be Todd Gurley though at thirty two dollars if he's playing 15 16 games this year if he can stay on the field then that could be a steal. So that would be my big my biggest one I think. Your, your biggest one.
1: Okay, Slim, same question. What was your best move of the night? Um I don't know
2: if it's the best move, but like I can't think of a move where I made like I think being aggressive on Miles Sanders was something I really wanted to do. Um I honestly feel like he has low end RB1 upside. Because um, that offense is gonna be sick I think. Mm-hmm. And like I just really wanted him. I and I made the room to get him. Um and Tyreek Hill, I guess maybe, like when Mike Thomas went for fifty one and who am I looking at it quick? I'm just
1: OBJ forty seven, my um well, my looking
2: yeah, and, and, like, yeah. Hill has as much upside as any of those guys, and he went for 37.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: I just felt like I... And part of it was luck, just in the timing of the draft. Um, I mean, I liked all those receivers. Like, I think I've said this before. Like, there's seven receivers I would be happily taking as my wide receiver one. Um, and even, like, how Blister did with, with Keenan Allen and Hilton, like... I would be happy with that as well. And those guys went for considerably less than Hill. I just don't know if they have as much upside. Right. Uh, so I was pretty happy with that. And like I said, I think that gave me the flexibility to do a lot of things um, with at other positions in the draft. Um, so, like, I think it benefited me getting a wide receiver three like Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh stuff like that, so it just gave me a couple bucks here and there to actually go and get guys that I might not have had to get and maybe had to drop down a tier in some certain areas, so I don't know.
1: Okay, so I'll uh, go the other way then, Blister. So looking at your draft the other night, what's one move or one thing you would have done differently? Like, what's the the biggest regret coming out of that uh, draft?
0: Well, I think that probably going too heavy with one team like I, it's not terrible i mean if you look at like michael thomas and alvin kamara they're you know those who wouldn't yeah. have both those guys on their team but i also have mike williams so it, actually though it's eight dollars like he he could be a, a flex player for me for three games four games five games it just all depends on melvin gordon um i really don't have a lot of guys like on my bench that are easy plug and plays like i could probably flex delaney walker because i think he'll be a big part of that with a tight end premium so he could he could bounce into a flex if i don't want to play all those guys from the chargers but mm-hmm. other than that the other guys are basically handcuffs james washington zay jones he'll have a game or two here and there but james washington he could be big he could be good and he could revolve into my flex role. but i don't really think i have a ton of uh Bench depth right now, so they're all dependent on injuries, and you know, really, you don't want to use them that bad if you don't have to. But I'd hate to have to go bidding on Brown or Madison on the waiver wire. Should Dalvin Cook or somebody go down, there's always a chance I don't get them, or I blow 99% of my waiver wire budget on them. So, yeah, and really, there's not a lot of guys left out there that I you know could have or wish i would have had and you see i didn't have a lot of money left when it came to the bench anyways so i you know you look at some of the other guys benches you know right beside me goosh his players are nine dollars four dollars nine dollars five dollars three dollars seven dollars ten dollars thirteen dollars like, yeah he spent a pile of money on this bench no kidding a lot of other guys i spent four on one player and then two 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 one 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 and i look at all most other benches they're pretty much spent more than that. Avis didn't. He didn't have much left for his bench. Um, probably Slimbo probably didn't either. No, No, he, well, he's got one big... Well, that's because Gusecki's a dollar tight end, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so I, I didn't have a lot of money to compete with bench players, so it, you know what it is. Uh, I look at the... I always keep track of my teams every year, and I look back at the teams I won with or lost with, and and they're never the same. Like, the guys nah. I draft, a lot of those guys are going to change out. You really got to – hopefully I uh, have a good enough team to get off to a good start over the first three or four weeks, and then after that, hopefully I can find stuff on the waiver wire to carry me through.
1: Okay. Hey, Slim, how about you? What's a big regret or something you would have done differently?
2: Um, biggest regret? I'm not actually sure. I, I mean, like – I just remember sitting at certain points in the draft. One is thinking, "Wow, guys are going cheap. The top end guys. I gotta get. I gotta make a move to get in here, and like be aggressive at the top. And it turns out I don't even think I had to be ag- as aggressive as I thought I was or willing to be because mm-hmm. I was. You were still getting deals on the top end, like. Uh, I might have overpaid slightly in terms of AAV on James Conner, but I got uh, Damian Williams and Tyreek Hill for cheaper than I thought I could. So, I mean, that kind of, like, balanced each other out at least. Like, I mean, I only went a couple bucks more than I maybe should have on Conner, but I really like Conner, so. But uh, I'm trying to think here. Some things that I know that I kind of goofed on. Um... Like I said, the luck thing—I know that was something that I regretted, but. Right. Um maybe saving a couple more bucks on my bench where I would have liked to have got a couple more running backs, to be honest, and not bought like Gallup and Traquan Smith. Like I would have rather had two running backs in their spot and literally had like six running backs on my bench.
1: Mm-hmm. Just so especially see. with Robert Woods and MVS sitting on your bench, right? Like you've already got. Oh, well, and there. That's what
2: I was thinking. If I never, if I was only going to start two receivers, then I don't need a bunch of receivers on my bench. Like I just, I'll pick them off the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of ran out of money at one point. Like, I went for four on Justice Hill, and Burrito was three. Like, I wasn't getting those guys for a buck. And I know Pollard, when he was up, I went up to five on him. And I think at that point, I kind of had the max bid. Like, I was pretty aware that, okay, there wasn't really anybody that was going to be able to go over the top of that, which mm-hmm. it was what it was. Um, I would have liked to have got them for cheaper, but what can I do about that? But, uh I guess one of the other things too would have been my tight end. I could have been a little more aggressive there on some of the cheaper tight ends, not so much the top end guys, but like, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about having Gusecki as my only tight end. And there isn't much on waivers to be honest. Uh, But it got to a point and same with not having say like a third quarterback and a super flex, but it got to a point where when guys were going for a buck, I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know what? I'd rather just have receivers or running backs now and instead of rostering a guy for a dollar as a flyer quarterback, I'm pretty sure these guys aren't even going to get drafted at this point anyway. So I'll just buy one off waivers right. um, and just take a flyer on a on a QB or something, or sorry, a, a running back and, and hope this guy hits a little bit in maybe the week three of the preseason or week one of regular season and whatever. I'll just go from there.
1: Okay, so now you guys were um, obviously there, and I wasn't there, and we've been getting lots of tweets and emails and those types of things around Zeke and Melvin Gordon. How are they treated in the draft? Um, I'm just looking at prices: Zeke at 42, and if I can't uh, Melvin Gordon 30, 30. Melvin Gordon, 30. yeah. Like, what was what was the chatter around the room? What was the like, what was the feeling or the energy around those two players?
0: Go ahead. Awesome. Slimbo um trashed Avis, I think, for spending <laughs> thirty bucks on a guy that won't play this year. <laughs> there there was I didn't a think lot you say uh, wouldn't
2: play. I think he yeah,
0: said he was so like good, so he's good, not gonna play so half the season. So yeah, but. Yeah. it it was good. And then Avis I know Avis was regretting that later, spending thirty bucks on him, but you never know. I mean, he could be a, if he plays he's top five And yeah. thirty bucks is cheap. Um, but right now it's not looking too good. You got to take a chance somewhere along the line. Uh, realistically, when you think about it, thirty you know thirty bucks isn't killing his budget. He's still got a pretty solid. Actually, yeah, got a really good team by the look of it. Wow. And then uh, Zeke went for forty-two, and I think the feeling there there wasn't as much said about Zeke, and I think just the feeling was he'd be back. He'd be playing. So okay. yeah, you know. I right. think
2: I I was sitting next to the guy who bought Zeke, and I remember saying like for me my. If I could have got him for 40 bucks or less, I would have have done it. Um, And, I mean, it's hard to gauge he's a Cowboys fan. Right. He went in. Um, I think he was pretty confident that Zeke was going to play. Like, he felt like that was actually a good value for him. Um, So, and I can't say that it's not going to be, because I actually would be surprised if he missed any games. Yeah. Which sounds counterintuitive because I bought Pollard. Essentially, I was buying (laughs) Pollard as just like a if he does, then I might end up with like the RB14 for pennies. And that was my hope. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway.
1: All right. That's so fun. the next question, you texted me something about DJ Moore. What happened uh, here? There's always a story in every draft about a player and how things shook out. So what happened with DJ oh, Moore? Oh, David, David Johnson. Oh, David Johnson. Sorry. David Johnson. Yeah. When I looked at his price, I it was well, like, how does how did that happen? Thirty six
2: bucks. Yeah, it was crazy. Actually, like, I mean, I also go first, and Bliss can maybe add because he was actually sitting closer to the guy who bought him. I I remember sitting there looking up stuff and uh updating sheets and kind of just whatever like you hear what's going on but i'm I can't say that i wasn't paying 100% attention attention but uh it kind of got to the point where and we do this live auction it's like auctioneers whatever and it was going once going twice and i remember just being like "Hey, my 30 like i didn't even know what the amount was at but i tried to just like yeah. throw my hand up and be like ah! and yeah. I don't even, I don't know if I said even the dollar amount that was correct, whatever. I just was kind of like, I want you to know I'm bidding one more than whatever. Like, and our auctioneer said that, um, no one got, uh, anything in before he started saying sold, which we were, there was maybe a 10 second discussion about that. But at the end of the day, like we have a rule, like if the auctioneer says that that's how it goes you can't bitch there's no and that was it it was just the end of it and I think it was a bunch of guys I know for me and I think everyone else it was probably just you know I was just assuming the bidding was going to keep going and so I'm doing a little bit of clerical work Mm -hmm. thinking okay I got five ten seconds here to get caught up in a couple things and all of a sudden it just stalled out and whether there was a bunch of us thinking the same thing right or I don't know but Few of us tried to chime in, but it was deemed a little bit too late by our auctioneer, and
0: that's just the way it went. Blister, yeah, Yeah, it went. It just was up and gone, and I think most of them like, "What? Wait, what? What? How did that happen?" And then, yeah, it's kind of crazy how cheap he went. Like David Johnson, thirty-six bucks. was looking at some prices. I hate carrying people cheap deals like that. Carry on Johnson was thirty-eight. Joel Mixon was thirty-five. Nick Chubb was thirty-seven. Like holy David Johnson for thirty six that's not even fair,
1: yeah, well that's exactly ideal. I know I remember looking at it going d johnson's David Johnson right like it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be that thirty six dollars yeah. what how did that how did that happen so all right, um so I'm also yeah. trying to think of uh questions that our listeners might be having in their head, and because this is a live auction and you guys are all in person, it does help to um I don't know. It makes for a whole different experience. So I'm also thinking about uh, trends in nominations or sneaky nomination things that you might have seen or 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 bidding styles and those types of things. Was there anything in there in the in the auction that listeners might be able to get a leg up in their big auction coming up soon or like anything that you learned or you saw that was kind of good or um, trends that were happening there?
0: Slim,
2: well, well, for me when I noticed the the top-end guys are going cheaper, and I said, okay, I'm going to try and get some guys here. Uh, once i f- filled those spots, I kind of like that because then I can just nominate a bunch of guys in those similar price ranges that I know I can't afford and just, like, flood the market now with um, higher-priced guys to try and just flush out as much money as possible. Um, and then later in the draft, again, it's just – Trying to know certain guys that you think will like have buzz that are going to get two, three dollar bids that you can just throw out for a buck and just force all these guys to only have like a max bid of a dollar when you can have a max bid of two. To me, that's like the fun part is trying to manipulate the end of the draft to try and just like make yourself the one that's in control. Right. not saying I did that, but uh, there was chances to do that in this one.
1: But there anything that you notice as far as uh, bidding or nominations or anything like that.
0: Nothing too crazy, you know, like nothing out of the ordinary. I think, uh, like I said, we've had a couple of different auctions and such a wide range of prices. I thought overall the prices stayed fairly reasonable here. Um, not a lot of guys went for over fifty dollars, so that makes. You know, a lot more guys can kind of get a, a, a solid lineup with yeah. that. Um, I think you got to really keep an eye on, you know, guys that have a lot of money left, and you you got to pay more attention to what they're doing because you need to get their money spent. and And so, you know, you got to think of who who would that guy be waiting on? Who could you mm-hmm, be sitting that's on? Right. Let's get them out there because you got to get their money gone because it, it gets down to that waiver wire and the difference between having some depth and uh or sorry not waiver wire but you're bent and having some depth and not having depth is the guy that's sitting there still with you know 90 dollars or something and he's got all his bench to fill and you have 18 dollars in your whole bench to fill anytime you nominate somebody it's so easy for him to to just come in and take them so i think you want to try to control those kind of guys a little bit more so than uh, this so so you have a chance at the end that you know you're not going to get all eight guys on your bench that you love but if you can get three or four of them that you kind of really want like i look at other guys i really was looking to get some running back depth with with upside like a guy like justice hill or Singletary or some of those guys that I kind of wanted those rookies that potentially could take over at some point and um, you know I just couldn't afford it I couldn't do it so I w- and they weren't that expensive four bucks did you get justice Slim
1: No you yeah didn't. I did or did yeah, you did. Yeah four No
0: so
2: but yeah, again I know too, yeah. I kept pushing that money down and I knew that um, I mean I knew I was going to use it to get make sure I got running backs just like you were talking about blister so like. I mean, I'm not saying Breida's worth three, but I was like, fuck it. I know I got the money. One. I'm yeah. going to get, like, some of these guys. Same with Pollard. Like, I didn't want to spend five, but I I knew I had the money to do it. And I was like, I want yeah. some of these high upside guys. So I'm going to make sure I get a few of them. Yeah. Breida, I would like to have had, too.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's good prices, right? Like those are guys you're going to easily and, be able to play.
2: And I'd, I'll be honest, at that point in the draft, like, Price doesn't actually matter. Like you're literally looking at the budgets that are left on the table. You're not looking at our spreadsheet with AAV. Mm-hmm. You're looking at who's got money left, what spots do you have left, and how much money do you have left. Like it's just like you you do a deep snake draft where they say ADP doesn't matter. Well, here AAV doesn't matter. Like you pay what you can pay to get the players that you really want at this juncture. It's, right. You're not filling starting spots anymore. You're trying to get. The, the highest upside roster you can
1: get. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Blister, okay, so here's the next question. So what about um, a WTF moment in the draft? You're just like shaking your head and you're like, what? Whether it's you or somebody else, like just what? What was that? What?
0: <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, I know there was a couple. but I, just I know, me too, but I can't think of it head. either.
1: Well, okay, I outside of David yeah. Johnson, because that's obviously would be everybody's like, what? But
0: no. yeah. We've um, got to look at Klinger. Uh, <laughs> what did <does> he do? <laughs> I'm Let's see. Uh, no, I can't see. I'm just trying to look at a person uh, that would do something. Yeah. That we would shake our head at.
1: So Slim, you don't have anything
2: either that you're just like, what? Well, uh, I think the Melvin Gordon thing was kind of to me like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There was one point I remember leaning back in my chair and just putting my hands up being like, what? Exactly what you said. But I don't
1: you can't remember what
2: it was my head
1: okay so Um, then the other um one of the best parts of doing any draft but in particular the live auction is then afterwards mulling about with everybody else in the draft and saying oh i love this team Ooh, what happened there so outside of your own team blister um whose whose team did you look at and go hey that's a really good looking team
0: well, I'm kind of looking at them all right now and trying to decide which one I like the most. You know, Gibby has a really strong, he, he likes to get the best tight ends. you got yeah, Kelsey, and Kittle. Yes. Kelsey and Kittle he's for $60. Up. Yeah, and after yeah. that, it's kind of eh. Uh, Zoob's his team. Well, he's got Thomas and Barkley. He spent a lot of money on those top two guys, $180 on those guys. And then after that, it, it, you know, it, it tapers off. Slim's got a nice team. Look I, at I, Canfield, I was, you know. I was remembering that actually during the draft. Slim was putting together a nice squad actually. I really liked that. Uh Canfield, yeah, Cousins Henry, Mack, Antonio, Julio, McDonald.
1: Carson. I was just looking at it thinking oh, I like that team.
0: Not bad. So or is it Chad potential. or is that Oh no, that's Sam Chad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean even uh well Avis isn't bad if Gordon plays. He's got a if Gordon plays he's got wow. Mixon, Chubb, Gordon, and James White and a lot of people always kinda yeah. don't Hernan give White coming credit. back. Yeah, don't give him the credit. So uh he'll be okay. Two good, well, Brady and Rivers, a couple older quarterbacks, but Rivers better be good because half my team is Chargers. So <laughs> I hope he does well. <laughs>
1: um,
0: uh, furry, Aaron Rodgers, Jones, Ingram, Juju, Thielen, Ertz, Shady McCoy, Hooper, Mayfield. Don't look at his bench. Tapers off. Tapers off. Yeah, he got a lot. Um, no, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. A lot of the times, they—they—I really like David Montgomery. Goosh got him, but and what then he's got uh, yeah. Love Bell, <laughs> uh, and Hunter Henry. I can't believe Hunter Henry only went for nine dollars because O.J. Howard was eighteen, Evan Ingram was nineteen. I know, you know he sat there um, forever and ever and ever. I you know. I really wanted him, and I thought, but it got to the point I couldn't go more than eight dollars. I don't think so. I didn't get him. I got a lot of cook us. shares, both cooks, Delvin and Jared, in all of my <laughs> leaks, it seems like. But, I, you know, I don't mind that because usually they're
1: at a bit of a... So there's your team, to the too many ones. cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, there? I know, Are I they should they? change yeah. that up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, So Slim, when you look through the rosters either that night or looking again tonight, uh, which ones stand out to you? Um,
2: I like the one that had, you know, Derek Henry and Mack as the running backs, Antonio Brown and Juju as the receiver, Vance... Carson is a nice flex play. Uh, and Jarvis Landry is a flex. I actually like him a lot. Um, I agree. The team that bought Melvin Gordon for 30, I wouldn't have done that. But if it does pan out, it's he's already got Mixon and Chubb as running backs. And then Devontae Adams as a receiver one. He's also got A.J. Green, who I right. hate, though. So, I yeah. mean, nah.
1: Well, that's uh, the only the, problem, right? Fight, so you got Melvin yeah. Gordon and A.J. Green on the same team. Like, you're not, like, how are you? Um, yeah. Like, how how are you hedging your bets at all? You're not.
0: And Herndon, too,
1: right? So a lot of guys aren't even playing in the first couple weeks. I mean, I like
2: like Blister's team, too, though, too. Um, I mean, there is – I see his – like, what he's worried about is is there. I mean, and maybe when we drafted, like, I'll be honest, I wasn't as worried about Keenan Allen, like, on the weekend as I kind of am now or – I guess he came back and
0: practiced today.
2: Yeah, like it sounds like they're just kind of being very cautious. And that's kind of, I take that as the grain of salt for all this kind of stuff, to be honest. And maybe that's just me trying
0: to be like optimistic, but... Well, you know what? So. It seems more so this year than ever. They're really not playing any of their good players. You know, they're no. like other years. I think we've had a pod. We could have podded every three days with the yeah. big names that were dropping down. And how does this now affect the draft? And who, you know, who does this bump up? Who does this bump down? And what do, what would you be willing to pay on this guy? But we haven't been talking about that at all because none of them are playing. So maybe that's good. I, I look back one more time with the Melvin Gordon team, and here's what could I mean it could go all together come together and be awesome or it could go totally the opposite way with Joe Mixon for example I think their offensive line is terrible I think they've lost two starters already so that could really hurt him plus without if AJ Green's not on the field who's also on his team who's hurt who's old and brittle then I think that slows down the whole offense Nick Chubb could lose touches halfway through the season to Hemond, um, you know that's a worry. Couldn't, might not happen, but they're they're more realistic than worrying about somebody else like uh, David Johnson, for example, or even David Montgomery. You know things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Adams should be solid through and through. Jimmy Graham, eh? Who knows? And Then Gordon and James White. White should be okay. So I mean that that there's a lot of good names. That's. The reason I probably never bid on any of them guys, though, was those kind of concerns for me, I didn't want to spend on on them. And then again, I say that like, all the guys I have have concerns, too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All my guys are. <laughs> we'll see who can stay healthy. Oh, uh, well.
1: All right. And so um, every draft we learn something. So I'll ask this, too. So, Slim, what's one thing that you learned from this draft that'll help make you a better drafter? Uh oh. Uh oh. He's just—he's still connected. Slim. He might he have muted. While I, and I got a question: Was Maybe he, he eating the cereal? Tap. Who's? Well, I think he was looking for the a, tap. Yeah, Who's eating the bowl, a bowl of cereal?
0: Not me, but yeah. it's it it like it's, it's quiet like now,
1: so it's probably. Sound, sound like
0: sharks. Sound like There he is. Hello. Yeah. Sorry. That's I had to okay. Pee. Oh, <laughs> you just—I
1: <laughs> like couldn't hold it anymore.
2: Listen to was talking. I'm like, I gotta go.
1: I threw you a question, and you weren't there, so I was like, "What happened? Did you get the tap?"
2: No, I <laughs> couldn't. Bladder was not going to hold it. Okay, so
1: so Slim, the question was, I said that in every draft you learn something. All right, so what was something that you learned in this draft that's going to make you a better drafter? Well, overall, or in this overall, in this league overall, anyway? Overall,
2: yeah. Ooh, overall, I don't know, actually. I know in this league I'm going to definitely look at how I budget for quarterbacks going mm-hmm. forward, but... Um, and actually everywhere. If this is, it's kind of nice. I'll be honest, I was happy with the results in the sense that, um, whether it's because they listen to us or not, or they're just becoming better drafters as a whole. Right. I was happy to see the prices just drop down and people like not fall victim to just going bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it makes it tougher to find good values, it was, a lot funner to draft with in my yep. opinion.
1: Yeah.
2: Um as a whole, I don't know. I think it's just to always keep looking f- like really taking the players that you like that have the upside, I think. That's one thing I've really learned even just as myself in the last couple years. Um but I that I really want to implement this year, especially like just fill your bench, your flexes with these guys with upside, and again, just get the guys you want, like within reason. But um, you know, if you're if you've done your homework and you know a lot of guys in every tier, every price range that you like, then there's no way that you should leave a draft with um, a whole bunch of guys that you don't really like. If that makes any sense? Mm-hmm. Because
1: yeah, no, for sure.
2: You should be able to fill that that criteria that upside criteria in in just about every tier so hit those tiers avoid
0: the tiers that you don't like and you should be happy more times than not
1: all right blister same question what'd you learn
0: well, I think i kind of mentioned it earlier, but I think you got to pay more attention to the guy with all the money because that's the guy that's going to hurt you down the road and, and not you're not going to be able to get the players you want later on. So, and it doesn't mean you have to have 50 bucks left over or something like that to get the players you want, but you sometimes need to have. If you have a bench of eight, for example, maybe I would have needed 25 to get a couple more players I needed, where I had to spend six or seven bucks on a couple guys to get them. But you got to try to get money spent still, and you got to be alert to, uh, to that. And you know, if you don't know the person at all, you got to think, well, who could they be sitting on? Mm-hmm. What are they waiting for? Um, you know, and they're probably if they're waiting and waiting and waiting, there's going to be a point where there's somebody there looking at. And often it could be that rookie running back that they. Is gonna get the starting job that goes cheaper that they, you know, they're gonna put their eggs in that basket and stuff like that. Or if there's a person with a specific team they like, you might be able to get some guys to spend on that. But you know, I think that's really important because that hurts you down the road. Or, and hopefully you can just fill out their bench for them quick and, and leave them with money and then you still have players left over too. So there's a couple options, but you have to be alert for those people.
1: Alright, anything else you guys want to add? We're in about 45 minutes here and uh, I think we've really gone through the draft really well. We talked about rosters, you guys talked about your strategies, we talked about the ebbs and flows of the draft and um, things that you learned. Is there anything else that you want to add, something that I'm missing? I'm trying to think of what else I could ask.
0: No, I don't nope. think you covered it pretty well. I'm glad we did a pod. Like yeah. a, probably for the last three, four, maybe even five years we, we did our big pod leading into the draft and then we disappeared from <laughs>
1: the radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, yeah. We never we never really we never break down our talked about it. But we normally, yeah, we normally do our draft later too, right? And so then it's like, you know, well, we could come back and talk about it, but I think this is good because it really is going to help listeners as they're heading into their drafts this weekend or next weekend because, um, you guys have for the last 45 minutes broke down what exactly happened in that room and some of the things that happened well and some of the things that you would change and and breaking down your team and yeah okay so we're you're running three flexes and one's a super flex and it's a tight end premium and probably not a lot of guys are doing that in their drafts but all the the principles are all the same right the um the strategies are all the same so um on that note if you wanted uh, uh yeah maybe i'll throw this uh a uh, link to this in the, uh, to this particular one in the show notes as well. So people can kind of take a peek at it. There's nothing, is there anything private on there, Slim? I can, no way. Eh? It's nope. just everybody's names and just nicknames the board, for yeah. the most part, just the board. Yeah. So maybe I'll make a copy of that and uh, throw it in the show notes too. So people could see the, what we're talking about. Cause it's hard when you're just listening. And if you're like me and you're listening to podcasts at 1.5 times, which if you're not, you should oh, yeah. be. Anyone else? Did oh, yeah. you do that? In, no. No way. Listen no to it idea. 1.5. Oh. So you listen to it 1.5. It takes 1.5. Like a little
2: bit getting used to, but.
1: It does, but not long.
2: No, not long at all. The when only you real... go back, you'll feel like it's like what, like people are drunk all the time. Yeah,
1: because the yeah, they're so. On the radio. only time I really notice it now is if there's music being played. 'Cause the music oh, yeah, sounds true. really up tempo. When you know like, the song or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, Oh jeez, yeah. oh like when I would listen back to ours for instance and all of a sudden, you know uh it's, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Blister you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like yeah, just yeah, it's like like really thrash Jackal. metal now or whatever, but that's the only time I really noticed. it. But anyways, if go, uh, if you are listening to the 1.5 speed, which there's there uh, um, something that you should be doing, then it's hard to maybe keep track of some of these numbers. So you'll be able to go back and take a look. I'll throw it in the, I'll throw it in the show notes so that people could get a look at it, um, in in that way. So anyways, that wraps up the um slim's big auction it's our big home auction i didn't get to be there but now i feel a little bit more like i was there uh i've learned some things heading into i think i've got one more draft to go away hey, blister we have one next weekend
0: we have one on sunday
1: oh yeah this sunday right on sunday is that an auction so, yeah. too
0: yes it is the ecl The
1: auction. ecl auction right 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 right, so right, right
0: we'll right. see expensive running backs again there
1: yeah yeah not 92 dollars for mccaffrey
0: maybe uh eighty eighty
1: I bet oh boy yeah oh boy <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh okay so then uh um on that note, you can head over to the website, defensefootballauction.com, uh, check on the members area. We've got Slim uh, did a couple of other, um, premium pods last week. So I think we're up at about seven or eight on the premium pod side of things. There's only a couple articles. Maybe someone could fire me an article so I could put that up at some point. Oh. That would be, that would be awesome. Uh, but you do get all the spreadsheets too. And really that's the big thing. So you've got the tiers that Blister and Slim both use and I'm sure had printed and in front of them at draft on saturday correct boys
2: absolutely digital
1: but digital yes. but yes but had them there in front of you and i've now shared my blank cheat sheet plus um a couple of drafts that we've done i've also put that in there as well and on that note i've had a couple of guys saying you know hey can't i edit this you absolutely can edit um, all you have to do is when you open up the spreadsheet click on file and download download and boom there. You can download it as an Excel. You can download it as a PDF. You won't be able to edit that, but uh, you can also, if you're a Google person, you can make a copy. And when you make a copy, it becomes yours. And now you have full editing power on all of these things. So file, download file, make a copy. That's how you can get like the direct access and editable and all of those things. So, um, not that we don't like the emails, but it's a pretty it's a pretty easy thing. Like just in in any sort of thing you're doing on a computer, you click on the file, and cool stuff happens. Um, anyways, that's uh, <laughs> look at that. I gave oh. I gave uh, podcast listening advice, like you should be listening at one point five. A sarcastic, and, computer and sarcastic computer tip. and sarcastic computer tip. Yeah, sorry. So what's your sarcasm? Yeah, there was sarcasm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was up till four in the sauna last Rightfully night. It was, so, uh, man. Oh yeah, yeah, okay
2: we have had computers for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is, it's, uh, it is 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so just do that. Download it or make a copy and boom and away you go. So I uh, on over to the website com for all of your, uh, auction goodness. The auction values are being updated all the time. And, uh, we just did the, um, Josh Gordon news and did some movement there, right, Slim? Yes, sir. Yeah. So that's all, uh, blistered you get your, uh, no, cause you just got back tonight, hey?
2: He had some of it in there before.
1: Okay, he did. Yeah. He did hear he'll, that. Jo- he did hear the Josh. He'll be Gordon's? tweaking.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. He'll be tweaking it again.
1: He's gone. I think he went and took a leak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is this podcast going on? Anyways, well, I'm happy we got to take care of it because I was going to come on and just break this down myself and having you guys here made it a lot uh, not only more enjoyable but also a lot more effective because you could actually answer the questions that I wanted to talk about and didn't have the answers. So anyways, I'll see Blister when he gets out of the can, I guess. Slim, I don't know when I'm going to see you because I just never I never see you on here. That's it or on Twitter or whatever it is.
2: But I'll see you at some point. We'll see
1: each other there. Yeah, we'll see each other there. And for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime
0: in the Rockies, I'll become.